0: Hi and welcome back to season four of InspireFace podcast. Today we have with our special guest Bunny, mental health advocate and we would be discussing advocating for mental health in part one. Hi Bunny and welcome to InspireFace podcast. Uh, today we're going to speak about advocating for mental health as well as the importance of journaling or writing and I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you doing? I'm good,
1: thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm based in uh, New York City and I'm really excited to be here. Um, I've been advocating for mental health since 2017 when I first started opening up about my own mental health struggles, which is something that I was always ashamed to open up about, but um, over the years it's become a non-issue, completely destigmatized, no shame. So I really hope that um, to come to a place where everyone doesn't feel shame about sharing their stories.
0: Yes. Uh, so tell us, who who is Bonnie?
1: Bonnie is a twenty-seven-year-old woman uh, who <laughs> um, I've been a writer for a very long time. Um, I have my own media company. And I, um, you know, I don't define myself by my mental illness. um, But I struggle with OCD, um, which is an anxiety disorder, since I was nine years old. Um, But I wasn't officially diagnosed until 2017. I always thought it was just Generalized anxiety, but um, after seeing a psychiatrist to get an official diagnosis, he said it was OCD, which makes a whole lot of sense and kind of just like uh, was a big aha moment for me. Um, So I'm a writer and I love writing about mental health in particular um, and just spreading awareness on my own Instagram page.
0: Yeah. Tell us a typical day in your life. A typical
1: day in my life um, I wake up at about 8:30 in the morning and um, I don't necessarily have a morning routine as many do or as it's glamorized on social media these days but I um, I manage about eight social media um, accounts so uh, at 8:30 from about 830 to 930 I I um, handle those accounts. Um, I schedule, I engage with their audiences. Um, Then I officially get out of bed, I brush my teeth, I typically make myself a smoothie. I don't know how in detail you want me to go like this. (laughs) Might be very boring for your audience. Um, I then take my medication, um, which I take daily for my OCD um i've been taking that since 2017 and i'm very vocal about that that it has uh changed my life and um saved my life really and has improved my quality of life um so i take my medication and then i and that's after eating breakfast so that you know i have some um and then i typically write one article a day um for my business for my clients um and yeah basically work until you know six o'clock um nothing really special (laughs) (laughs) I'm um, so I have a husband and we live in New York um and yeah that's that's basically (laughs) my boring day in a nutshell yeah
0: uh what does mental health mean to you
1: Mental health is something that everyone has. It's like saying that everyone has physical health, right? It's, you know, mental health is health. So everyone has health, right? Um, It's just about how you treat your mental health. So, um, you know, you can improve your mental health. You could deteriorate your mental health. Um, So it's really a constant... um, journey where people have to work at it just like they would work their muscles or just like they would work their um you know their toning and and physique so it's it's definitely something that people need
0: to work on yeah uh you mentioned that you were married how how was it at telling your husband about your mental health journey how was that
1: yeah, so it's funny, I, I don't remember a distinct moment of telling my husband, you know, we dated for about a year and a half before we got engaged, um, and I speak a lot on my Instagram platform um, and in my writing about how difficult it was for me to get married, you um, as someone who struggles with OCD and relationship OCD in particular. So I had a lot of, um, anxiety surrounding, you know, commitment and, um, being with someone long term, but I don't remember a distinct moment speaking to my husband about my, um, mental health struggles. Like I think it was just very natural and, you know, like, I don't even remember. Like it wasn't even like a like a big topic of conversation. It was just like, oh yeah, like I struggle with O C D and I take medication and you know, I don't know. <laughs> like I was already so open about it at that point. But um I had before my husband, um, you know, I had a lot of relationships and um I dated many people and um I was also very open from 2017 on, and it, honestly, it was it was a in a way, you know, it made the other person feel comfortable to talk about their own mental health struggles. Like my husband struggles with anxiety, and the people um, before him, um, you know, I had exes who had all different sorts of illnesses um and I think it you know if I didn't open up about my own like I don't know when they would have told me about their own struggle so I definitely think people are very open to hearing and if they're not then I don't know <laughs> yeah. but they're not the right
0: person for you yeah and why why was mental health your choice for advocacy?
1: yeah um I mean, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, I, It's something that I've struggled with, like I said, since I was nine years old. Um, and it's just, it's been such a lifelong journey for me. Like, it, it's not something that came and went. It's just, you know, something I struggled with was for so long and it wasn't until 2017 when I started taking medication and really putting my health before my pride that I realized that the missing puzzle to my treatment was really just sharing my story because shame plays such a big role in in your symptoms, you know, like it's it's enough that you have to feel anxious and depressed and all these other symptoms but to also feel shame is like a totally other layer to the illness Um, and you know acknowledging what I've been through and opening up about it has really helped my mental health and so I want to help other people open up about their stories um, and show them like what a weight will be lifted off their shoulders and to show them that they're not alone and like the power of telling our stories is 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 crucial for you know overcoming the mental health stigma
0: yeah that is super cool uh how has the pandemic affected your quality of mental health whether it be in a positive or negative way
1: yeah um so my husband and i got married during the pandemic and it really just heightened my relationship OCD. Like I was already anxious to be getting married and adding the pandemic into the mix just made things so much more anxiety-inducing. Like planning the wedding um, and just going through all the steps necessary to get down the aisle was um, very, very anxiety-inducing. And then what was I going to say about... Oh, like I think just the, the anxiety around like, um, you know, like different schools of thought when it comes to the pandemic. Like I, I would say my husband, I mean, we were both on the same page when it came to like the severity of it and how we chose to, um, you know, be safe and be safe for others. And, you know, we got vaccinated, we were masked, we avoided social events, we had a very small wedding. Um, but I think like, because my husband was, um, just very like anxious about like getting COVID and it was just always a topic of conversation about getting tested. And I think that definitely added a lot of anxiety just, you know, like in the ways that we thought about it. So yeah, I would definitely say, (laughs)
0: um, that added
1: some anxiety.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how do you cope with mental health?
1: Um, I, I definitely think it's been a journey, but um, the two main ways that I cope with mental health is therapy and medication. So I've been in therapy for about 18 years on and off. Um, and there came a point in my life where therapy and all the natural supplements and the natural remedies that I was doing just, just was not cutting it anymore. Um, and I kind of, you know, came to a point where for me, medication really was the next step in my journey. Um, and I, when I started medication, it was so much, um, easier for me to really take back control of my life. And then all the natural remedies, like, like exercising and meditating and not that I meditate a lot, rather breathing exercises, all these things that before didn't work, started to work when I started medication. Um, And I kind of started to understand like what people meant, like when you did all these things, like they should be helping. Um, So it really gave me the extra boost to... To, uh, I guess, like find help in those natural remedies. Um, But really, a lot of it is just trying to think positively, changing my perspective on things, and just self care is a big part of it. Like knowing when I need to rest, knowing when I'm overwhelmed, knowing when I'm having a day when I'm really sad or when something is making me anxious so just like really taking care of myself and being um, kind to myself and just coming from a place of understanding and and letting myself feel what I need to feel
0: yeah so uh, Bunny as we wrap up part one of uh, advocating for mental health can you tell our listeners uh, or rather give them some tips on how they can begin their advocation journey definitely um, I
1: think there's a few ways to advocate for mental health and I think it really just depends on what your strengths are so for example I'm a very open person um, I'm a very I'm not private I'm very public and for me um, sharing my story is comes very easy to me now I mean it didn't always come easy but being open on uh, social media and because I, you know, I am a writer and I do get published in some high profile publications. So doing what I can um, with writing and with, you know, my social media posts and then also, um, you know, trying to get involved in different organizations. Like there's a couple of um, organizations that I donate to, Um, You know, I do want to start volunteering more. I started working with um, a mental health organization in my community. So, um, you know, even if you don't struggle with, uh, I mean, everyone struggles with their mental health. Um, Not everyone has a mental illness, but everyone has in their, will in their life have mental illness, symptoms, and tendencies. So it's really something that affects everyone. So whether you could donate with money or donate with time or donate your energy to opening up about it. I think those are a few ways. Um, And I recently read somewhere that, you know, putting a name and a face to your mental health stories is um, really important to ending the stigma. Like when we start actually having a name and face behind things and not just, you know, anonymously, I mean, of course, you know, people want to share anonymously, like that's a first step. But really putting your face behind it like will make people feel less alone and know that everyone struggles, well, whether you're successful or you are come from money, whether you come from a loving household. It really doesn't matter. Mental health doesn't discriminate.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Bunny. And listeners, thank you for listening to part one of this podcast episode. And stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to part one of this podcast. Stay tuned for part two where we discuss the importance of writing and journaling.